This is the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're sharing the Hamilton, Ontario point of view from businesses and entrepreneurship to life sciences and education to arts, culture and media. Hamilton is thriving and there are countless stories to be shared of the people, businesses and organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Margaret Coons and I am the founder and CEO at Nuts for Cheese. I have been vegetarian since about the age of 12 and vegan since about the age of 19. And while I was doing my undergrad at Western University, I actually took a job at a vegan restaurant working as a line cook. So really kind of honed my passion for food and, and creating different, you know, kind of culinary dishes and, and sharing them with lots of people. So uh, I started with a farmer's market uh, in 2015 uh, with these cheeses that I've been making at the restaurant and um, started renting the restaurant kitchen in the middle of the night to make these products, taking them to the farmer's market the next day. And from there, we slowly started expanding into retail, really store by store from, uh, you know, one independent retailer to another until we uh, started to scale more nationally in Canada and the U.S. I've always loved food and from a young age I really loved animals as well so I actually um, happened upon a PETA video around the age of 12 that was very impactful for me and I uh, decided you know kind of right then and there I was a vegetarian and I was not uh, from a vegetarian household so I was the only person following a plant-based diet in my family and um, also because of that started to learn how to cook from a pretty young age and I wanted to be able to prepare something that was an alternative to what the, the family was eating and really fell in with with cooking and, and with vegetables and with food and, and preparing different things so I, I kind of always knew that I wanted my career to be in food and just wasn't totally sure how it was gonna um, transform when I first started the company, there really wasn't a ton available on the market in terms of high-quality, dairy-free, vegan products, and I'd eaten my body weight in shreds and slices and really processed vegan foods that had been more commercially available, and so we were really the, the first to market in Canada with a premium, high-quality, dairy-free cheese made from cashews that was certified organic, that was fermented, that didn't use any stabilizers or gums or fillers, and so really that was a huge priority for me because I was a chef prior to starting the company uh, wanted to have a product that had a lot of integrity and, and was um, made with high quality ingredients. Our biggest differentiating factor is really our quality. Uh, it's the quality and the flavor is kind of what we always come back to is people will try an alternative but they won't return to it if it doesn't taste good and there's been so many products that have been really widely available that are easier to produce but they're lower quality typically made with starches and gums and for us it's always been whole food ingredients and you know wanting to really create a viable um, alternative for, for dairy cheese and a plant-based format. So in 2015, uh, we started at the farmer's market in, in London, Ontario, actually. So I'm from Hamilton originally. I went to Western to do my undergrad in, in English language and literature. And through just being in London and taking a job at the restaurant there, I, I started doing the farmer's market in, uh, in London. And from there, we started getting requests pretty much immediately from local restaurants and, and retailers. So I was actually producing cheese in the restaurant I was renting in the middle of the night. And then from there, I started driving to Toronto like two or three days a week to uh, deliver cheese to our like 11 to 15 retail partners that we had between London, Hamilton and, and Toronto. Uh, and so I would do that during the day, race back to London, work at the restaurant, cooking dinner at night, rent the restaurant in the middle of the night to, to make the product. And 
it was really uh, quite a grind for the, the first year. And after year one, I um, quit my restaurant job. The restaurant was actually closing at the time. And my original dream was to be a restaurateur. And I thought maybe I'd take it over. Uh, maybe I would start a vegan restaurant of my own. And I think the kind of entrepreneurial drive was always in my blood because I was attending, you know, how to own your own restaurant seminars, trying to kind of build my, my knowledge base. Uh, but from there, we got a certified kitchen space at the farmer's market. So I had eight by 10, roughly, room that I filled with fridges and, and tables and blenders and hired a couple family friends to help me package cheese uh, for the farmer's market. And out of that really small space, uh, we were selling to about 25 restaurants and retailers and doing the, the market on weekends. And then we got our first ever production space, which is about 1,000 square feet in the, the south end of London. And we were there for about a year and then we outgrew it and we were running a, a night shift there <laughs> to package the product simply just because we didn't have enough room. We, we grew to about 300 stores carrying the product at, at that point. We were able to stay there until uh, 2017 in December. We took the first unit of the facility where we are now and it was about 6,000 square feet so we 6 x our, our space. And we were there for about a year until the unit next door became available. We took it, knocked on the walls. Year after that, unit next to that became available. We took it, knocked on the walls. And just actually January of this year, we took on the last unit in the space. So we now have the, the full building and about uh, 25,000 square feet that we're, we're occupying. I bootstrapped the company for the first seven and a half years that um, it existed. and. You know, it's obviously challenging to bootstrap and, and scale a manufacturing company with without funding, but somehow we were able to grow into, um, you know, over 2,000 doors in Canada. And by the time we'd raised funding, we were in about 1,000 stores in, in the U.S. as well. And I, I actually uh, connected with an advisor who helped me through the process of our, our first capital raise. And so we pitched to a number of groups in Canada and, and one in the U.S. actually to um, kind of seek interest on our um, investment journey and we ended up raising about five and a half million dollars and that closed in June of 2022 and that's been game changer for for the company it's allowed us to um, you know put a board of directors in place we're now an institutionally backed company with an amazing venture group backing us and uh, I've been able to hire a full senior leadership team and purchase a bunch of equipment for capex and for new innovation launches and I really invest heavily in, in marketing as well, so it's, it's been incredible. I think it's still really a, a new product and um, quite a, you know, a novelty for a lot of people to have a premium plant-based cheese. But I think because so many people are not just vegan, but they're also lactose intolerant, there's a huge market there for people that actually need this type of product. In terms of plant-based meats, it's you know a lot of people don't have an allergy to meat, so if it's not a high-quality product or it doesn't taste good, they may just eat, you know, a, a high-quality meat product. But for dairy, people don't have that same choice a lot of the time. Uh, so for us, there's been a huge consumer education piece, uh, not only about like segmenting ourselves in the market between those more conventionally available, cheaper. Uh, lower quality products uh, and then you know the premium segment of the category where we really see ourselves um, playing and uh, being a category leader in, in Canada and the US so 
for us, it's really been about you know, getting the, the information out there about, you know, why premium, why plant-based, why high quality, why cashews, for example. And then, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity for us because we haven't done a lot of marketing until this past year. We just hired uh, our first internal marketing team, actually, uh, starting last June. And so, you know, the number of people that just don't know we exist is, is massive. And I think that actually provides us a, a really huge opportunity in the years to come. I grew up in Ancaster, uh, just up the hill from Innovation Factory, and I've been very, you know, closely knit to the the Hamilton entrepreneurial community for for some time. But I, I had a mentor that was actually working out of the Burlington Economic Development uh, Center there, and I went and did some strategic planning with some support uh, from him and, and the team. And there was this amazing woman who was working at the BEDC at the time, and she said, "You need to connect with the folks at Innovation Factory because it's." right up your alley. It's going to be such a good fit for you. They're so supportive for, um, you know, CPG and people working in food. And having been from the Hamilton area and having these kind of ties to um, the center here, as well as these recommendations from uh, from others that I was getting mentorship and, and advice from, I ended up uh, reaching out and I think just coming for an introductory meeting. And, and that's when I learned about the, the Lion's Lair pitch competition, which was super pivotal for us and, and for the company in the, in the early days. The Lion's Lair pitch competition was very nerve-wracking for me. It was the first time I'd ever pitched the company. I hadn't written a business plan at that point. We were about a year in. I wasn't incorporated. I didn't really have any firm strategic vision. I just started to put you know, a, a strat house together with the help of some, some mentors and advisors. And you know, I came here and the Lion's Lair competition was actually like hugely pivotal for the structure of the company in those early days because it forced me to put the business plan together, forced me to think about how I talked about the company, all the different you know segments of the business, what was going to be important to us going forward, and and also to really formulate a list of asks of you know what would I do if I won and uh, where would I spend the money, what would I spend it on, who would be the best um, you know resources for me to connect with and. I think I, it was the first time that I'd really framed it up that way. And I remember at the time, I think we were, you know, selling several hundred wedges of cheese a month. It was a really, really small business. A lot of those kind of things that I talked about in those early days of that, you know, product founder fit, why it was so important for me that I was creating this type of product and, and wanting to share it, uh, I think really kind of helped me hone in on what the, the market opportunity was. I think it, it made me focus, it made me, uh, you know, kind of get serious about what I was doing. And at the beginning of the competition, kind of walking into the room of hopeful applicants and, and people that were, you know, there to, to apply and hopefully make it through the elimination rounds and eventually to the, the final competition. There were so many people that were so sure of themselves. And I think, you know, I kind of had some imposter syndrome at the time of, you know, being in a room with people saying, I'm the CEO of this company, I'm the CTO of this company. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I make cheese. <laughs> you know, I was really hesitant to... Uh, kind of own what I was doing and it gave me a lot more confidence and like ability to articulate uh, about what the, the vision and mission and, and values of, of what I was trying to build were. The support was incredible and you know outside of the Lion Slayer experience you know connecting with folks was an incredible resource for me having had so much experience at, at Sarah Lee and then CPG in general it's a Grocery is a whole other language, and it's a CPG in general is you know so many acronyms, so many things to 
to learn, you know, uh, that I think it was really important for me to have those connections early on and also be surrounded by peers that were doing something similar and trying to create something out of nothing is a, it's a unique experience and Innovation Factory definitely brings people together that are trying something big. My cohort from Lion's Lair actually like was, was pretty tight and I made a lot of really good friends out of that group and um, people that I still keep in touch with to this day and love seeing, you know, what they're up to on, on LinkedIn and, and social media and, you know, I still keep in touch with Dave as well, Dave Carter, and uh, the executive in residence program here was hugely impactful for me in finding and, and developing my advisory and, and mentorship relationships. I think 2023 is going to be a huge year for Nuts for Cheese and uh, it's it's only January but so much has happened already this year as I mentioned we took on uh, the final unit in our building that's given us increased warehouse space it's given us some executive offices which is really really nice we've already connected the units so that we can have easy flow through of uh, ingredients right through to production out to, to shipping uh, we're actually going to be re- we, we have a vertically integrated manufacturing so we do all of our own manufacturing uh, we have actually a team of um, 37 full-time employees now and about half of those people are uh, working actually making the product uh, packaging it working in quality control or sanitation and uh, shipping and receiving so um, really tight-knit group at the plant that are you know working to create the the best product that they can but in order to support them as we grow we're actually going to do a plant flip uh, to really reorganize the places that we have equipment uh, and set ourselves up for um, more efficiencies and um, optimization of the production process uh, we're working towards our BRC certification right now, so that's um, global food safety certification for folks that aren't familiar. It's kind of the, the gold standard of, of food safety, so it's been a full company process for us to really get everyone from senior leadership right down to everyone who's uh, working on the shop floor every day really involved in the process and, and working closely together to, to achieve that certification designation. So those are some of the big things. We've added a bunch of people to our team in, in January already, and uh, now we're, we're kind of whole and ready to launch off into a bunch of projects this year. I still do, yeah, all of the, the product development, R&D, um, all of our shred claim. Product development and, and innovation has always been a huge passion of mine, and I think that that's that, that product founder fit for me, is that these are products that I actually eat every day. You know, this morning before I came here, I had a bagel with nuts for cream cheese on it. Uh, so I, I truly do eat the product all the time, and, you know, I want to be able to make sure that the integrity and the, the vision is still there in all new products that we're launching. Quality, as I mentioned, is, is number one for us, so we're never going to create a, a low-quality, cheap product. It's always going to have, you know, good ingredients. It's always going to be certified organic. It's always going to be fermented. And we make our own cultures in-house as well. So that's kind of the, the fun, creative space that I love to, to play in. It's been an interesting number of years for a few reasons. I think COVID certainly being one of them and, you know, the current state of the economy being another. And, you know, for us, it's we really took the opportunity to kind of slow down huddle make our strategy as a group and then execute from there so we started you know calling every single natural grocers every single ncg co-op store in the u.s targeting kind of store by store across the country and really built our distribution out opening warehouse by warehouse across the u.s and really that growth in the states um over the number of years that um, you know COVID was really inhibiting people's travel and ability to, to do business in different markets helped us stabilize the business because 
with all of the lockdowns and uh, different events happening in Canada, the spikes in sales were really unpredictable. And sometimes we would experience like massive overbuying and then it would slow down for a period of time. So having that U.S. business actually really helped us kind of bolster our growth and our keep our kind of cool and, and strength as we went through those years and you know being a food manufacturer we're an essential business so we, we never had to shut down um, and we're able to continue to produce really high quality food for people which I think is really important in time where a lot of people are, are sick is to have access to healthy and, and delicious food options. I've always been a I've been trying to have an advisor who um, reframes the word busy as full. <laughs> so I've been always been a person who's enjoyed a very full schedule. I'll say I've you know since the age of sixteen I've worked full time, um, even all through you know my my undergrad I was teaching yoga, working full time, and and completing my my undergrad when I was starting to have these visions of of starting a company. So I'm no stranger to kind of running and gunning, but. Um, you know, I think my role has changed a lot pretty much every six months since I started the company and continues to evolve. Um, but, you know, having that transition from owner operator to building the team to, you know, really having your hands in everything and the day to day, it's it's hard to, to let it go because it feels really, you know, satisfying to be involved in every little thing that's happening. But I'm so fortunate to have a team that I, I really, truly trust and um, have, you know, built over time that, uh, you know, I can I can step away and, and do a podcast or go to a trade show and uh, I don't have to, you know, worry about what's what's going on at the facility anymore. I think some of the things that I would tell people about, you know, having imposter syndrome or wondering if they can actually, you know, achieve something or, or build something or if there's, you know, space for what they're thinking to create is... Uh, a lot of the same things that I would need to tell myself is that, you know, it's it, anything is possible, you can create something new and exciting and there's there's space for it. I think a lot of people have an idea and they think, oh, you know, category's too saturated or someone else is doing that. But I think there's always an opportunity to do it better. And I think there is, you know, a full body, full life, full soul commitment to starting a business. And I think it's uh, something that becomes like what you, you know, eat, sleep and breathe. And, you know, for the, the first couple of years, you, you kind of wake up and want to check your email in your sleep and you, you have to be prepared for that. But I think that there's, you know, endless opportunity. And that's kind of how I think about competition as well as this is such a fast developing space and there's so much more demand for plant-based products and, and quality plant-based products. There's been so many new companies pop up since we, since we started, but you know, we're, we're really growing a category together and we need other people doing a really good job at, you know, something similar to what we're doing just to, to build brand awareness because otherwise it, you know, becomes such a niche category and you don't want to be the only one doing something. I think the growth is, is definitely there over, you know, the next number of years. I think from an environmental standpoint, we don't have much option but to embrace more plant-based food choices. There's, you know, a lot of climate realities related to, you know, animal agriculture and the way that food is being produced today. So I think that there's not only a huge opportunity for, for plant-based businesses, but it's also like a, a critical necessity. Uh, you know, from an animal standpoint, I think people are more connected to, to what they're eating and, and how they feel about the things that are on their plate. And people are also a lot more focused on how the foods they eat make them feel. And so I think for us, the 
growth consumer really is the flexitarian because the number, I, I heard just the other day that the percentage of uh, people that are identifying as vegan and vegetarian, that number hasn't shifted that much in the last number of years, but the demand for plant-based products has dramatically increased. And so I think the idea is to make available and um, create awareness around products like, uh, like ours and, and other plant-based options. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.